Nobody had money. Nobody could pay for rent. It was a disaster. The stock market fell by 90%. It was insane. But something happened. The 30 most important stocks in America, almost half of them started during the recession. Why? Is it just a coincidence? I doubt it. Crises illuminate problems starkly in a way that normal times, just like you said, do not. For three years, the whole world was locked down and the whole world has changed. And there's so many opportunities, so many opportunities. And in these types of times, the average person goes, oh my God, this is a crazy time. I can't believe it. The economy's bad. We can't be successful. We can't win, but they're exactly wrong. The people who will become the most powerful are the ones who look at themselves and say, what can I do? And in the last 12 months, more opportunities to be of service to people have become available than ever before. Welcome to the Thought Leader Revolution with Nikki Ballou. Join the revolution. There's never been a better time in history to speak your truth, find your freedom, and make your fortune. Each week, we interview the world's top thought leaders and learn the secrets of how they built a six to seven figure practice. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. Welcome to another exciting episode of the podcast, The Thought Leader Revolution. I'm your host, Nikki Ballou. And boy, do we have an exciting guest and an incredible topic, a timely topic lined up for you today. Today's guest is one of the world's leading success gurus. He is a man who has been a personal mentor to me. And back when I was a wee lad struggling to succeed in the world, his mentorship took me from tragic to magic. He is one of the finest men I know. He's one of the brightest stars in the pantheon of the entrepreneurial galaxy. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Raymond Aaron. Welcome to the show, Raymond. <laughs> what a glorious introduction. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I want to tell you something, Nikki, and that is the worst recession, it was actually so bad it was a depression, and it was so bad it lasted a decade, for God's sakes, starting in 1929, we're all familiar with it, it was absolutely bad. There were people in long lineups just to get bread. Nobody had money. Nobody could pay for rent. It was a disaster. The stock market fell by 90%. It was insane. People jumped out of windows who were wealthy and the next day were broke and they couldn't handle the shame. But something happened. Something happened. If you look at the New York Stock Exchange and then look within the New York Stock Exchange at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, it is 30 stocks, the 30 most important stocks in America. Almost half of them started during the recession. Almost half of them started during the recession. Why? Is it just a coincidence? I doubt it. What I think is when times are normal, everything stays the same. When times are normal, everything stays the same. If I continue living in my same house, then I'll continue having the same chiropractor and the same barber. Everything is normal. But when things go through a giant change, not just in one person's life, but in the whole country, then everything shifts. And when everything shifts, 
giant holes open up and the entrepreneurs who can see the holes can launch businesses to fill that hole. And that's what happened in the Great Depression. And that's what's happening now. The entire world has never been afflicted by one thing, not by war, not by, there's never been a thing that has afflicted the entire world. But now we're, well, we're, thankfully we're coming out of it. But for three years, the whole world was locked down by a little bug and the whole world has changed. And there's so many opportunities, so many opportunities. I've launched more new educational products in the last 12 months than I've launched in the last eight years. Wow, because there's so much need. I agree with you wholeheartedly. You know, Patrick Bet David, the legendary entrepreneur who started the PHP agency just over a decade ago and is the uh, founder of the Valuetainment channel, which is the largest channel on YouTube for entrepreneurship, said last week something that is startling, but it completely ties in with what you just said. He said, times of crisis are times of great opportunity because crises illuminate problems starkly in a way that normal times, just like you said, do not. We are living in a time of crisis right now. We're just coming out of lockdown and COVID and all that. There's a war in Europe. You know what I mean? There's all kinds of political turmoil going on down in the United States, the world's most important economy. All that's going on. And in these types of times, the average person goes, oh, my God, this is a crazy time. I can't believe it. The economy's bad. We can't be successful. We can't win. But they're exactly wrong. Like you said, in the last 12 months, you've launched more educational products than ever before. And in the last 12 months, more opportunities to be of service to people have become available than ever before. There's two that I'm just going to mention right now. One of them is the rise of AI and chat GPT. AI is going to be a game changer for a lot of businesses. It's going to completely disrupt a lot of businesses. But it's also creating incredible opportunities for you to put things forward when it comes to creating content, when it comes to creating sales opportunities, when it comes to creating incredible new ways to engage with your customers. And the second is the world of podcasting. Podcasting has literally exploded since the beginning of the pandemic and the lockdowns. There were 800,000 podcasts then. They're now close to 3 million podcasts, Raymond, 3 million podcasts. Wow. And people used to listen to podcasts at a rate of about 500 million episodes a month. Now they're listening to three and a half billion episodes a month. And you might be thinking to yourself, well, God, I don't know anything about AI. I don't know how to use AI. And I don't know anything about podcasting. I don't know anything about technology. But the truth of the matter is what's incredible about podcasting is you don't need to be like Raymond. You don't need to be like me. You don't have to have your own podcast and a whole tech team that figures this out for you. You can take advantage of podcasting without having a podcast, without knowing anything about technology, without having anything but some enthusiasm and a great message to share. And you can add six figures to your business in the next six months. I know this to be true because I figured out how to do it and did it myself. <laughs> well, I want to get back to what we were talking about just before you mentioned about podcasting, and that is a spiritual comment. 
And that is people are looking at, i.e. blaming the war in Ukraine, the political chaos in the United States, the, the COVID, the lockdown, the, ugh, everyone is blaming. But I'm going to tell you something I just heard, and it's a spiritual comment, and it dazzled me. Here it is. Listen carefully. If you are not the problem, there is no solution. That's if cool. you are not the problem, there is no solution. I'm going to write that words, down. That's so good. Please. It's insane. Don't tell me how bitchy your wife is. And if you're a woman, don't tell me how cheating your husband is. Don't bother pointing out there. There is no out there. You are the master of your universe. And when you pretend that something else is to blame, then you are disavowing your own power. You're disavowing your own soul, your own spirit. So stop blaming all the things out there. Are they out there? Who they are. The chaos in the U.S. political system is just a joke for anyone who lives outside of the United States. We, we just can't believe it. They're acting so silly. And meanwhile, they're the most powerful nation in the world. Uh, such a dichotomy. It doesn't even seem to make sense. And so in times of crisis, the people who will become the most powerful are the ones who look at themselves and say, what can I do? If there's a problem, there's a solution. And the only solution can come from you. If you are deeply concerned about that problem, then go make the solution. Go make the solution. That's the first thing I wanted to say. I was moved to rise up to making a spiritual comment from your, from what you said so passionately. I wrote down the following. If you are not the problem, there is no solution. Stop blaming all the things out there. In times of crisis, the most powerful are the ones who look at themselves and say, what can I do? Wow. Bravo. Brilliant. Yeah. That is so good. You know, Raymond, I, 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 it's good that we're recording this because you, you got to grab this excerpt and you got to amplify it. Just, just what you said from, you know, if you're not the problem, there is no solution to in times of crisis. I think that's super brilliant. And it's true. You know, earlier this year, I decided to do something and I shared this with you last night when you and I spoke, right? I used yep. to be, as you said, a top fitness trainer. I was one of the fittest people in the world. I work with Olympic gold medalists. I work with you. I work with top, top business people, athletes, billionaires, you name it. And that season in my life came to a close. I decided to move in a different direction. And there was a point where I was no longer a top trainer anymore. And a switch flipped in my mind. And that switch was, you're not a top trainer anymore. You don't need to be quite so diligent with your nutrition. So... As you know, I used to be extremely diligent with my nutrition. There were foods I would never touch. I would only eat a certain amount at a certain time, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I stopped doing that. My first year, I gained one pound. One pound, big deal, right? My second year, I gained another two pounds. I'm like, okay, two pounds, big deal. But for the next 12 years, I gained between one and four pounds a year without fail. And... In February of this year, I had my shirt off. And I was looking at myself in the mirror. And I looked and I had, I had a belly. I'd never had a belly in my life. I had a belly. And I looked at myself and I'm like, 
how did this happen? And it happened because I told myself, you don't need to be so diligent anymore. And every time I was looking at, at food that I knew I really shouldn't be eating, I would tell myself, but look, you've been one of the top trainers in the world. You can turn this around anytime. Don't worry about it. Go ahead and eat it. I just, I told myself that. That was my mental self-talk. Wow. And I realized something that morning in February of this year. I'm not a top trainer anymore. I was a top trainer. I'm something else now. And if I want to turn my health and fitness around, if I want to get rid of that belly, I'm going to need to find someone who is who I was. And so I found someone like that. He's someone who's worked with thousands of people. He currently works with 550 clients. And he had a, a, a story and a, a couple of photos on Facebook. And the photo was of a 56-year-old 50, man. And he was just obese, <laughs> you know, in the first picture. And in the second picture, he looked like a Greek god. It was unbelievable. He was 56 years old. He's older than I am. I'm 55. And I looked at that and I, I told myself, I'm going to hire this man and I'm going to humble myself and do whatever he tells me. Even though I have all the knowledge still, I'm not going to argue with him. I'm not going to tell him I know better. I'm just going to do what he says. I hired him about six weeks ago. And Raymond, in six weeks, I'm already down 15 pounds. It is wow. not. Yeah, it has not been. Uh, it has not been easy to keep my ego in check because my ego wants to argue with him. My ego wants to tell him, "I know better. I can do this. I've got a shortcut." But my soul knows. Hey, no. The person who got you to get fat was you. I'm the problem, <laughs> and the solution yeah. is. For me to surrender my choice in the matter. I have no choice anymore. He tells me what to do, I do it. And that is the solution. You know, when you want to be successful, there's four characteristics of success. The first is they have to make a decision. They have to decide. And at the root of the word decide is the word side. It's, it's a Latin word, which is all about killing off. Other words in the English language with side in it are suicide, homicide, genocide, all about killing things off. To decide is to kill off the alternative to what you want to have. I made a decision that I was going to get into the best shape that I've been since I was a top trainer. That was a decision. You need to make a similar decision for yourself. You need to make a decision that 2023 is going to be a year that you're going to take advantage of these crises and make it the best year in your business's history. Secondly, you need to make a commitment. You can't just kick a tire and dabble. Every master was once a disaster. So you got to be willing to be bad before you're good. You got to be willing to be good before you're great. You got to be willing to be great before you're iconic. You got to be willing to be iconic before you're the best that ever was. Commit. Third, you got to be coachable. You know, our mutual friend Robin Sharma once told me, Nikki, if you ever want to double your income in any given year, triple your investment in yourself and your own personal professional development hire the coaches do the courses attend the, the 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 conferences be part of the peer groups and then fourth you got to be resourceful you can't look at everything that's going on around you and saying oh my god 
throwing my hands up. I can't do it. Everything's terrible. I can't do it. Like Raymond, like you said, I'm the problem. Therefore, I'm the solution. And I can get resourceful and figure this out. The great Tony Robbins says it doesn't matter what you have in your life, what resources you have. What matters is how bad do you want change and how resourceful are you ready to be? And if you, if you grab onto these four qualities and characteristics and make them your own, this can be the greatest year of your life. Wow. Wow. And Nikki, I want to respond to something you said. You've hired somebody who knows exactly what you know, but you've forgotten what you know, and you somehow can't get back to what you knew because you're created, you created the belly. And so you've given responsibility to this hero, this new guru, this new trainer of yours. And I want to tell everyone that you did that for me once. Yes. When you were training me for polar race, and by the way, if you're not sure what that is, it's uh, an annual event. It's a race, polar race. It's a 350 mile month long foot race to the North Pole, hauling a 100 pound sled at minus 40 degrees, dodging polar bears. And I did that when I was 62 years old. And Nikki trained me for two years from age 60 to 62. But near the beginning of that, when I was 60, I decided that running up and down stairs would be a good way to, to simulate racing on the level, hauling a 100-pound sled. And so I started running up and down 100 flights of stairs. Actually, that's a bit of a joke. I started by running up one and a half flights of stairs and then panting for 10 minutes. That's how it really started. But eventually... I got better and better and better. I lived in a 10-story condo, so I'd go from the parking garage to the penthouse and then run back down. That's 10. Parking garage to the penthouse and back down. That's 20 because it was a 10-story building. And eventually, I could do it. Eventually, I did it in under an hour and then 40 minutes, and I got down to just over 30 minutes. And just as an ego trip, I wanted to break 30 minutes. And I couldn't. I tried, I'd do 31 minutes, 32 and a half minutes. I just couldn't break it. And one day when Nikki came to train me, I said, forget the gym, come with me into the stairwell. I want to break 30 minutes. Do it to me, F figure it out. And Nikki said, okay, what's stopping you? I said, no, don't hand me the psycho babble. Just, you know, train my muscles or something. And he said, listen, I'm the coach. I said, fine. And I was in the same situation to Nikki as Nikki now is to his new trainer. I teach the stuff that Nikki was telling me and I stupidly was resisting it. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Anyways, Nikki said, what's holding you back? I said, well, I think if I go too fast, I might die in the stairs is the stairwell. And I listed all my problems and he said, good, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'm not going to keep it. I'm just going to uh, warehouse it for you for half an hour. I said, fine. And he, I unloaded everything I could think of psychologically. And then he said, go. And I raced up and down those stairs, up and down, up and down. And I broke 30 minutes. The only time I've ever broken it. I never broke it before. I've never broken it since. It was that one time. Try it one day. <laughs> Try running up and down. <laughs> a hundred flights of stairs one day it ain't easy anyways i just wanted to honor you because you were that guy in my life
And I have something interesting to tell you about ChatGPT. It is going to change everything. And we've heard that all, you know, the bow and arrow is going to change everything. The dynamite's going to change everything. But then life goes on somehow. But ChatGPT is really challenging because the first thing that students did was have ChatGPT write essays for them. Yep. And previously, professors and teachers could could find plagiarism because teachers have an app which takes all the words of their essay and checks it against the web and finds out if they copied it from somewhere. But you can't do that with ChatGPT because ChatGPT makes it up. So teachers were able to catch students because it was written better than the student could have possibly done it. But now, I don't know if you know this, Nikki, students can feed in previous essays and say, this is how I usually write. Now, write me an essay about the causes of the Second World War or whatever the issue is in my writing with my punctuation and grammar and spelling errors. And now teachers can't tell the difference. It's insane. And another thing I want to tell you, three days ago, I just read that chat GPT passed the bar exam. Yeah. It's a lawyer in New York state. Chat GPT is a lawyer. Well, I mean, they're not going to allow it, but it passed the bar exam. It's so amazing. And there's a coin, a cryptocurrency coin that was just released in which their plan is to take a retinal scan of everybody on earth because no one ever had to worry about whether they were a human. You just look at somebody, you know, they're human. But now with ChatGPT, you don't know if a human did it. So now there's a whole new thing called proof of human. And now because of ChatGPT, an entire gigantic industry is going to spring up so that you can prove you're human and not an AI bot. It's the whole world is changing. It took Netflix three and a half years to reach 1 million users. It took Airbnb two and a half years to get to 1 million. It took Twitter two years. It took Facebook 10 months. It took Dropbox seven months. Spotify, five months. Instagram, two and a half months. ChatGPT, five days five days to reach 1 million users. Don't tell me the world isn't changing. It's completely changing. It's completely changing. I have two teenage sons. And one of the first things I had to make sure was that they weren't using this to do their papers. And their school sent out an email to all the parents saying, hey, chat GPT is the thing. And there's students that we've caught using this to write their papers. And there's severe consequences for doing this. It goes against our honor code and all that stuff. But here's the thing that is making ChatGPT absolutely, absolutely incredible for a business owner. Let's say you're in the business of creating courses and content. In the past, you'd have to go sit down, create an outline for your program. You'd have to write it all out and you'd have to take a lot of time to put, let's say, a 10 or 12 module program together with like two hours worth of content for each. Today, using ChatGPT, you can do a course on um, employee mental health with 10 modules. ChatGPT will help you pick all the modules, will help you populate all the modules, 
in under an hour, in under an hour. You can create a program that you can sell to corporations Amazing. for thirty to $100,000 a head. That's just one of the things that this is making possible. I just finished writing a book and I was chatting with my dear friend, Les Brown, one of the top speakers in the entire world and we're dear friends. And I said to him, do you want to write the forward for my book? He said, I'd love to. I'll do anything for you. Just write it for me and I'll approve it. So we hung up and I, my first thought was, oh gosh, how do I write this darn thing? And then I said, oh, I went to ChatGPT and I said, the world famous Les Brown has agreed to write the forward for me. And my book is on this and this and this and this. Actually, I fed in the, the content of my book. So they ChatGPT would know what my book was about. And I said, please write a forward ghost written for Les Brown in his voice, in his style. In other words, using his one-liners. And it hesitated for a few seconds. And then bang, a one-page forward came out. I changed wow. like one or two words. That's incredible. <laughs> Normally, normally I would have slaved over that for like half a day. Yeah, it was done in minutes. That's incredible. That's incredible. So I'm I'm Persian and I'm a poet and I, I won my lady's heart by writing her a love poem a day for 30 days. And I said, let me go to chat GPT and see what, what kind of job it does with a love wow. poem. So I said, write me a love song for my beloved. It wrote me a love poem. And I read it and I'm, this is pretty good. I sent it to Teresa and she said, oh my God, this is amazing. I said, sweetheart, this is the first poem that I didn't actually write for you. I used ChatGPT and she was blown away. <laughs> so guys who are not good at writing, you know, beautiful flowery love songs, <laughs> ChatGPT to the rescue. <laughs> you know what I did? I have, a, I have a TikTok. I have a TikTok channel on crypto. And so I went to ChatGPT and I said, Please explain Bitcoin in a rhyming couplet poem. Bang. I got a, a poem about Bitcoin. Who the heck could write a poem about Bitcoin? Bitcoin it, I love it. It's hilarious. What it can do. And it's only been out for like two months. It started in 2023. And now it's taken over the whole world. It's it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's like Made me buy a few shares of Microsoft as a result of that. This guy's coming out with that. It's good. Anyways, so coming back to podcasts. Yeah, podcasts are important and they're very powerful. Um, what people got to understand about podcasts is this is what podcasts make possible for you. If you have your own podcast, you can choose a topic. You can start creating content about it. And this topic could be something you're super passionate about that's super valuable for people. You could put it out there. And it'll have what's called a long tail. That means a year from now, two years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, it'll still be out there on the podcasting platforms. And I'll tell you a story. It's pretty incredible. A fellow that I knew very slightly um, called me out of the blue and said, I need to meet with you. I need help. Let's get together, blah, blah, blah. And I got together with him and I met and, you know, we hit it off. We agreed to work together. And um, I asked him, so what made you decide to call me? He said, Oh, I've been listening to you on your podcast for the last two years. I feel like I know you, like you're a friend of mine. I'm like, wow. So this fellow brought me 11 other clients. I made wow. $500,000 in sales 
through this fellow listening to my podcast. That's one individual. $500,000 plus in sales. And then, you know, I had my own podcast and I thought I'd like to go be a guest on other people's podcasts so, you know, I can attract more people to us. And so, Raymond, I I found another AI-driven podcasting um, app and and, and I signed up with them and these guys help get you guests for your show and they also help put you as a guest on other shows. I didn't need guests for my show because I know a lot of great famous people just like you and bring them on. But I wanted to be a guest on other people's shows. So I started becoming a guest on other people's show. And at first I just had conversations with people and I thought it was great, but wasn't really doing anything for my business beyond attracting the occasional person to come listen to my show. But then I started to realize, wait a minute, there's a cadence, there's a rhythm to being a guest on a podcast. Kind of like there's a rhythm to being someone on stage, Raymond. I know you know a lot about this because you speak on stage a lot. There's a way to be successful on stage. And I figured out there's a way to be successful as a guest on a podcast. And I figured it out. And after I after I figured it out, and it took me a good five, six months to do it, lots of trial and error, I was able to start signing up clients. I signed up my first client for... Then I signed up a second client for $9,000. And then I signed up another client for $11,000 and another client for $13,000, another client for $15,000. And then a few of those clients had already signed up. I upsold them for $50,000, $50,000, $50,000, $60,000. And before you knew it, Raymond, in a seven and a half month period, I'd done over $300,000 in sales from being a guest on other people's podcasts. Guest, you weren't the star. You didn't do the technicals of setting up the podcast. You were the guest and you made sales. This is amazing. Over $300,000 in sales. And nobody does. Nobody does that. And most of the people who are guests on other people's shows don't make any money from being on their shows. They have a great time. They have a wonderful conversation. They build great relationships with the host and then it's over, (laughs) right? But Raymond, I figured it out. I also figured out why people aren't being successful with their podcast because they're doing it wrong. All we got to do is help them shift a few things, do those things differently. They don't even have to have their own podcast. They don't even need to be technical. You could be 75 years old. You might not even know how to spell Instagram or podcast. <laughs> if you go on the show and you do what I show you to do, in six months, you can generate six figures. Six wow. figures in sales. And I'm telling you, Raymond, in this time, this could be a game changer for people because this yes. is a time of crisis. And if You don't know if you can get out to meetings the way you used to or events, but you know you can get behind your computer and you know you can go be a guest on someone's show, the right show, and that could make you money. That could completely change your world, completely change your life. We should have another uh, podcast interview in which we talk about those ideas. 
because I'm sure everyone is excited to find out about them. Well, we're going to do one better than that, Raymond. You and I are going to put together a two-day event where we're not going to just talk about the ideas. We're going to show them exactly step-by-step how they can do this, how they can be a guest on a show, how they can be a sought-after guest on a show, how they can develop the cadence and the narrative of how to be on that show. The way you teach people how to do it on stage, I'll show them how to do it on a podcast and how they can use all of that to generate relationships, to solve problems for people and generate sales. We'll do this over two days and we'll make it magical for people, Raymond. What do you say? (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, stay tuned. If you're listening to this and you like the idea, stay tuned. Raymond and I are going to be back a couple of times and we're going to talk about this. And Raymond, I got to tell you, it's been great, great to have you share that spiritual thought and comment that you shared with me because that just opened up my soul. That made me more excited to share what I know with people. Well, I've got another one for you. Give it to me. You are the ancestors of the future. When I heard that quote in Lynn Twist's book, Living a Committed Life, which I just finished today, when I heard that, what it did is straighten my spine and give me more responsibility that I'm not just a guy going through this lifetime. I'm the ancestor that my descendants are going to be looking back to. I love it. Wow. Wow. That is a wow. That's awesome. Okay, Nikki, this was amazing. I loved it. I loved it. You are great. Right back at you. Takes one to know one, my friend. And listener, to find out more about the great Raymond Aaron, go to the show notes. We're going to put his website there. And stay tuned because we're going to give you all the information about how you can be a guest on a show, know nothing about technology or podcasting, and still generate six figures in six months. You're not going to want to miss this. It's going to be great. You're going to have Raymond and myself teaching you our best. You're going to want to be a part of this. And that'll be available at thethoughtleaderrevolution.com. And it'll be available everywhere you listen to this podcast and everywhere you listen to Raymond's podcast. Until next time, goodbye. This episode has been brought to you by eCircleAcademy.com, the proven system to add six to seven figures a year to your thought leader practice. 